0: You're listening to the iWolfs Podcast, Season 6, Episode 2, The Myth of Food in Training, Part 1. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Ian Dunbar, Kelly Dunbar, and Jamie Dunbar.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of iWolfs with your host, Dr. Ian Dunbar, <laughs> Kelly Dunbar,
2: Hi.
1: and me, Jamie Dunbar. I don't know why we can't get through this without know. Everyone chuckling it up. It's it's
2: it, well, you got It's
0: what you do beforehand. Uh, Just okay. cracks me up. <laughs> we don't have a clappable. so Jamie
1: goes. <laughs> 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 Very common, but you, you clap much better than me. Yes. Okay. What's what's the myth this week? Uh, yes. Well, as you notice in our clothes, we're this week? we're Did all this we're doing week? our whole myth series in one day. Yeah. And our next myth that we're going to be talking about is myths in. Uh, food with food in training so kind of the starter myth being that all food in training constitutes a bribe and so this i think prevents a lot of people from using food uh because they don't want to bribe their dogs so have you guys yeah, heard that
2: they have really oh yeah, absolutely and they have this idea that their dogs should just want to intrinsically or inherently work for them Mm -hmm. I wanted to want to do it because Mm -hmm. I'm already rewarding him I feed him every day I pet him we play (laughs) we go for walks Mm -hmm. so the exchange is you listen to me Uh you know and why should I have it cheapens the the love and the relationship to have to pay Uh
1: for it (laughs) can
2: you imagine saying that to anyone in your life you know Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I think a lot of people do say that. Well, it doesn't get them very far. <laughs> especially employees. Yeah. I mean, we used to call them
0: slaves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Don't you just love working for Sirius? So they say they do. Next time someone says, I love working for Sirius, I say, great, ah. then we'll cancel your paycheck. <laughs> right. You know, love us so much. We're doing such a good job. Uh, it doesn't do anything to enhance the relationship. So there is this, it's an insult to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, you can't. a bribe is is some, is actually poor training. So... That there, people are right to say they don't want to bribe their dog. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. there, that yeah. part yeah. isn't a myth. The myth. <clears throat> so the myth is that using food, which you already said, using food in training is it's necessarily a bribe constitutes a bribe. Right. Because um, mm-hmm. I do understand why you wouldn't want to bribe your dog, um, though so. I do not understand why you wouldn't want to reward your mm-hmm. dog. Yeah,
0: and the difference is um, that, that bribing the dog gets the food, but we don't get. The behavior we don't get compliance as as all um, parents and politicians know
1: you're saying the difference is whether or not you get the, the behavior yes
0: yeah, so let, let's just define the three well there's four major uses of food as a lure a lure is presented beforehand to entice a willing dog to do what you want it to do so it learns what you want it to do mm-hmm. so a, a lure is to teach the dog what you want him to do it is no good us just saying to a dog, uh, Leite chai, Paisi Paisi. He doesn't speak Swahili, so mm-hmm. he can't do it. Well, he doesn't speak English either. A reward comes afterwards as a surprise, not promised. It's a consequence for doing the behaviour, to reinforce the behaviour so the dog's more likely to do it in the future. A bribe is promised beforehand to an unwilling dog to get it to act against its will. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we started just from a scientific viewpoint that everyone was, I don't want to bribe the dog, I'm not using food. And I said, I don't want to bribe dogs either. We're using food as a lure and a reward. Excuse me, And a major part of the serious program was using food as a lure and phasing it out so quickly so that week one, they have a go with no
1: food in their hand. Mm -hmm. Which I think is another common myth is that if you use food, You'll have to use food forever. Forever. No. We, there's so many ways to, to phase it
0: out. And the first is you just put it in your pocket or hold it in the other hand. That's this hand.
2: You can't just teach and reward only up front at the beginning of teaching and then never reward somebody again. No. Mm-hmm. So that's you know and, and, you don't give someone a first paycheck and, and well, the, the the next next step. expect them to work yeah. pro bono for the yeah. rest yeah. of that. Yeah. the yeah. next
0: step was phasing food out as a reward and, and a, a series of processes. Asking more for less one puppy push-up per treat then 20 puppy push-ups you know five six seven ten twenty push and then putting them on a differential reinforcement so we're thinning out food rewards but then we replace them entirely with things that the dog likes better like mm-hmm. what getting on the couch uh, getting you to throw a tennis ball mm-hmm. so it's sit throw the tennis ball the dog works that one out quickly mm-hmm. so easily in fact that the dog probably goes to a dog next door and says hey I've taught my owner to throw a tennis ball. It's incredible. All I have to do, I've got a great command. You just sit and look at them. Mm-hmm. And they pick up a ball and throw it, you know. So we replace food as a We get rid of food as a lure. We replace it as a reward in, tr- in obedience training. Very quickly. I have to repeat yeah, that. You, I mean, you, I mean yeah. it's Very so, quickly. Wheat, because one a two lure and three.
2: is technically a bribe. Uh, no, no, a no, 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 no. The
0: difference is the dog is willing
1: it's like But we this. don't know if they're willing, do we?
0: Okay, uh, well, I can ask you a question. I know whether you're willing. If mm-hmm. I said, would you like to learn
1: Swahili? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'd say, no. And then you say, I'll give you <laughs> then you're not a trip willing. to McDonald's <laughs> if you want to learn. And then I'd say, okay, then I'll learn. So that's a bribe. But yeah. if bribe? I said, yes, I do want to learn Swahili. And you're like, that's great. Good. Afterwards, we'll go to McDonald's. Now you're yeah. saying that's a reward because I was willing. Yes. Okay. So, it, no, a lure, if you're the, willing.
2: It's different. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's three
1: no, things. Let's get this. It's
0: right. The bribes, big difference. bribes,
2: lures, which is a prompt. Rewards.
0: Allures and bribes are presented before the behavior. The big difference is a is to teach a willing dog. I mean, the puppy's sitting and looking at you, and you say, down. And mm-hmm. the puppy goes, oh. Okay, well, what? And then you lure him down. Let's say... With We're a bribe, to... I, want to say, I must, must get it quite clear so we understand. A bribe is to coerce an unwilling dog. Mm-hmm. So the notion is with a bribe, the dog knows what you want him to do, just doesn't want to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With a lure, the notion is the dog hasn't a clue what you want him to do when you right. say sit or roll over. So
1: the lure is to teach him to want to do it. Although I feel like what we spend a lot of time explaining to people is that often it's not a question of... like. We think, we say that often people believe their dog knows how to do something, and we're saying that actually their dog doesn't know in this context. So, for example, if we have a dog that sits when it's focused on us, but right now it's over there sniffing, and we ask it to sit, is it unwilling because it's sniffing, or does it not know what to do because it's in a different context? We, well, well. well and does it matter it like could be are we allowed to it could be either it
2: would we'll, we'll depend on assessing does
1: it problem. hurt to lure the dog first thing, let's, let's make a big
0: us. distinction. we are not teaching dogs to sit they know how to sit Uh-huh. okay we're teaching them to sit on cue yes so now the question is how compliant is the dog when we say sit mm-hmm. well if it's you in the kitchen and you've got his food bowl pretty compliant mm-hmm. you move to the living room the level of compliance, as measured by, you know, response reliability percentage, so if we give a percentage score, right. how many times do you say sit, does your dog sit? Mm-hmm. Or how many commands does it take to get the dog so to is sit? Is that a sign of unwilling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a sign of increasing complexity of the distractions to the point where the dog says, why should I sit in front of you? I've got, I can, I've got you any time right. I like when there's a squirrel or there's a smell. Mm-hmm. So the dog is doesn't comply. That doesn't mean to say he's dissing you or being dominant. He or just doesn't comply. Unwilling. Well, There's also the possibility
2: yeah. that they really don't know. If you're really just using verbals and you haven't trained <clears throat> verbals, right? You know, and contextually your dog was sitting in the kitchen because they learned that context. Yeah. If you change context and right. you're just saying the word that they never learned, right. which that's a whole other thing. And so the solution is... Then they really just don't even know what you're saying. If
0: you say, come here, and the dog says, I'd rather be playing over here, the only way to resolve this is, so now praise is no good, food is no good, the only reward to use in training is playing with other dogs. The distraction, when you have a dog that's distracted, that must become the reward. So what we have to teach the dog is, when I say sit, it doesn't mean sit forever and you'll never get to look at squirrels again. Or mm-hmm. will never get to play with other dogs again. Instead, we say sit lots and interrupt the play. And every time the dog sits, we say, good dog, go play. Mm-hmm. So now go play as a reward that reinforces training rather than being a distraction that destroys training and makes owners
1: really upset. So is that to say that if your dog is interested in something other than food at this moment, then using food is a bad idea. No, you, I'm just saying it probably won't work. You don't get to choose um, what
2: the, what the, somebody else wants, What they're re- what's reinforcing right. for another being. Like if that's...
1: we were in puppy class and the puppies are sniffing each other, but I want the puppy to come over here and sit, don't you usually start by luring that behavior with us? Let, let's take
0: the example of Zuzu today, when you came in with all the camera equipment and lights. And <laughs> what did she do? She gets excited. She's pleased to see you. Mm-hmm. So, what did I do? I said, Zuzu, sit. Tranquilo, and we calmed her down. Mm -hmm. And after she sat, I said, Zuzu, be silly. And she got up and she went all crazy again, but now she's not touching you and and, and pouring at you. So the the, the distraction and and the dog's behavior, you know, that has to be the reward. We can't stop dogs from barking. Mm -hmm. We can't stop them from being happy and joyful and jumping up and down, but we can put it on cue so we can use it in a reward for training. And 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 if you just yo-yo, downstay, be silly, downstay, play with other dogs. Right, but that's that's a whole different thing. Life rewards. I understand that life rewards are very important. We're talking about food, and when is the appropriate time to use
1: food? Yeah,
2: you can only use food if the dog is interested in what you've got at that moment. More interested in what you've got food-wise uh-huh. or toy-wise. I mean, a lure can be a toy. It can be your voice. It can be running away. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for instance, if a dog, adolescent dogs often become quite unreliable mm-hmm. as you're working with them. And and I I often teach my my puppy clients and then certainly practice with adolescents the chase game mm-hmm. as to use me as a lure.
1: Mm-hmm. Because,
2: no, food really might not work if they're that mm-hmm. far away or if they're right. that excited. Um, so I like to first install a little a, a playful game that they're accustomed to that they love. Like, never chase your dog. Have them chase you. Yes. Run the other way. Fall down. Yeah, let them attack you. Play, play, play. Jump, jump, jump. And you can have a word for that or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And then... Your dog is running a and you feel like you've lost control of the situation. You don't, right. you don't shout at them. Sit isn't working. Come isn't working. And you're probably sounding nervous or angry. You must get silly and run the other way. And that becomes a lure you know, right. where food might not work. So a lure can be more than one thing. I think that, more than food.
0: The question is, why do we use food? And I would say there's two reasons. Okay. Most important reason is classical conditioning. If you have a five-month-old dog, like what, was a year-old dog walked by yesterday, absolutely scared of me. And mm-hmm. I, I knew the owner and said, oh, would you like me to run in and get some food? Because I gave her a bag of Zippy Peak the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's the only way. I can't do the things I want to do with this poor little dog. I can't go up and hug it. He's scared of me. He's scared of if I approach. He's scared if I touch him. Mm-hmm. But food tossed it over his head. Before you knew it, this dog's my best friend. Mm -hmm. So food is absolutely mandatory for classical conditioning. Mm -hmm. Why do we use it in obedience training? Because the owner couldn't do it otherwise. The owner could not get a dog to sit. Physical prompting is very complicated. But if you tell them, so the owner, let's say a four-year-old child, you say, stand in this circle, put your left hand in your pocket, Mm -hmm. hold food in your right hand, and lift it up and down. And ah, the dog's sitting and lying down. So we use food in their hand as a lure because otherwise they couldn't get the dog to come, to sit, to lie down, to roll over. Why do we use food as a reward? Because the average owner can't praise. It is
2: a joke in Did my seminar. That what I said the
0: average owner can't praise. Mm-hmm. I mean, my seminar, I say, right, all the guys stand up. And I say, I'm a little Yorkie. I just went pee, praise me. And they say... Good, good dog. Mm-hmm. Then I have the front row, usually ladies. I say, right, mark them out of 10. One, two, zero. I say, oh, Russian judge, right? You know, 11. Did. And then another guy may say, where's oh, it's a good boy, it's a good boy. So I said, you know, that was praises Interrupt us." You started off great, but then you petered out. Mm-hmm. People cannot praise. What they can do, though, is say, good dog, treat, Mm-hmm. Now, you think about this. I mean, think how we, we, we teach dogs, you know, uh, like an emergency command that's going to be shouted. Mm-hmm. We reverse the meaning of tone and volume very simply by saying, Rover, sit. Thank you. Rover, sit. Good dog. Mm-hmm. Rover, sit. Good dog. Treat, 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 treat. Rover, sit. Yeah. Good dog. And then loads of treats. So if they just say, good dog, and give a bit of food, good dog now becomes a secondary enforcer okay, so
2: food. people need to understand why food is used in training which is what you're explaining that it is well it's a primary reinforcer
0: they couldn't get the dog to do no, it so they why had to lure do we, no, why do we use and food? they couldn't praise because
2: people need food yeah. because dogs need food they all eat it's a primary reinforcer yeah. um and they can't praise and why and you do need to well you don't need to praise but why wouldn't you want to reward your dog you want a classical condition, like more specifically, mm-hmm. you would like to use food in training because it's a primary reinforcer. All dogs do eat, need to eat. Mm-hmm. It's something you can manipulate and use to your advantage.
1: Mm-hmm. That
2: every dog at some point will not reject, right? They will probably have a good mm-hmm. conditioned right. response to, right? It helps you then condition response of other secondary reinforcers, right? It's readily available and. Then we kind of still have to address the idea of he should do it for me because, you know, mm-hmm. that's the, really the myth is not, I mean, they get that food works, but they think it's a bribe. So we've kind of, we've, we've done that part, but also they're the people that just mm-hmm. want their dog to do it for them. And yeah. what is your, what is your dog's reason for working for you if you don't pay them with food? And people think that there are plenty of reasons their dog is work, mm-hmm. should work, should, Work for them without paying them. I guess they think that the delayed payment of dinner tonight is enough. So we have to yeah. talk about the timing of the reward. You know that all the good life things you do, life right. rewards don't work if they're not preceded for in training. If they're not preceded by training, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't just have random life rewards. That's <laughs> relationship building. It's not learning.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think. I mean, that the whole. I want him to do it for me. I want him to do it because he wants to do it. Um, I mean. And that that's cool. I want Zusa to do it because I, I want her to want to do it. Um, but that's the, the, the end product. But when you're in a family, this, I want to do it for me, I think can be very damaging. You know, um, if, say, you're a woman, you have a husband. Yeah, you can get the dog to do it for you because you've got a relationship. But your husband is talking like this and the dog won't do it for him. So now he gets mad at the dog. What about the children? They don't have your experience and expertise. They can't do it. So the dog's all over the place, and the child's self-esteem is crushed. So I just say, let's use a food lure. The dog then understands what you want to do, and let's use a food yeah. reward because then it reward. But- and I think
1: the important, I think the important thing is, if you want the dog to do it for you, then using food is a step in that process. It's part of the relationship yes, building and the, the classical conditioning. Step, right, it's the, the classical conditioning step.
2: and the relationship building, and absolutely. And you cannot again. I, I think I think I hit on something there, which is you cannot use a life reward because that's what they really want to do. These people want to use mm-hmm. life rewards. There's nothing wrong with that, but you can't use a life reward as a delayed reinforcement it's got to be part of the training routine well and you
0: can't use a life reward if the dog doesn't know what you want to do mm-hmm. so we the whole point thing is food as a lure absolutely essential it's the quickest way to train proven by science sorry and of point back to the original question um i don't want to use food because it's a bribe I would say now, yeah, I think food has become a bribe again. Why? Because we forgot that we use food as a lure, we use it as a reward, then we phase it out as a lure and use hand signals instead and verbal commands, and we thin it out as a reward using other rewards. But what we must prove is we don't want a dog that only does it when we've got food. Absolutely, and that's what's happening in training now. That people are giving food week six in a training class. They haven't phased it out. It? And we well, must pro- We like- must prove that. Okay, and the process is very simple. So, from practical viewpoints, um, you first food in your hand, and you do some repetitions. Is that?
2: but also... Oh, does she need to mention
0: his name? Oh, this is Is that the long. neighbor's dog? This is getting, <laughs> this just, getting let, long. You let me just finish this out. really quickly. How do you phase out food then? Food He's in the hand over time. to lure. <laughs> okay, you do it a few times. Then you just do it with an empty hand and you think, oh, wow, they're really good on hand signals. Yeah, we're speaking their language, body language. Mm-hmm. Now what you do is this. I give the food to you and I train the dog. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's difficult to do, but eventually the dog sits. And when I say good dog, you feed him. Then I put the food on the table. What does the dog do? He looks at the food. I'm not going to talk to the dog till he glances at me. I say, good boy, give him the food. Keep doing that, shaping. Mm -hmm. Now he has to look at me for a second, then two, then three, then four. Now I put food over there as a distraction and a reward. He's sitting in front of me, paying attention to me, and I can say, good boy, get the food, give Mm -hmm. it to him. So we, we must do that. We must prove that, that after all this training, the dog works and does it for you happily when you don't have mm-hmm. food on you. So
2: for all of the trainers out there, the best way to convince people to use food in training and that it isn't a bribe is actually to phase it out as quickly as possible. Yes.
1: I think that's the take on. You got it. Is, I like that. It's not a bribe if you're phasing it out. Yep. And that begins the first week in class. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a training. Or... Before you get to
0: class, if you've read your homework, homework mm-hmm. right. right. like is prior to All class right. homework.
1: So, <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye.